ولاه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته الى يوم لقائه اما بعد we continue with our daily lectures and tonight inshallah lesson of tazkiyah purification of the soul and we continue with our book dhamm qaswat al-qalb al-imam al-hafiz ibn rajab al-hanbali the book of this praise of hardness of the heart we are in the last chapter of this book where the author is giving us remedies to get rid of this illness that affect the hearts this illness of hardness of the heart this illness that causes ruin in dunya and akhirah and he started with one very important remedy which is remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said kathratu dhikrillah alladhi yatawata'u alayhi al-qalb wal-lisan said remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we had the levels Imam Ibn Taymiyyah he said people in this matter of remembrances are in four categories some people they do remembrance with the tongue only he said they may have the reward of the action he said doing remembrance with the heart only which is a good uh, act of worship but he said it's better to be from the third category, people who do remembrances with tongue and with live heart. And the fourth, he said, people who don't do both of them, they are the losers who seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the way of losers. We had a lot of sayings of the scholars about dhikr and we remember something very important about dhikr. In Tafsir Surah Al-Nas, من شر الوسواس الخناس, Abdullah ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما said that the heart is there is a very big enemy which is Shaytan. Shaytan is waiting for the opportunity to attack the heart. When a person doesn't remember Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Shaytan will be happy and he will attack the heart. If a person uh, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shaitan will escape this is called khanasa al-khanas means the one who escape and disappear when we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so imagine if remembrances this adhkar doesn't have any benefit other than uh, making the shaitan escape it would be great and enough for us to do it Imam al-Ghazali rahmatullah in his book, Ihya Ulum al-Din, said, Al-Istighfaru bil-Lisani aydan hasana. So, when we talk about remembrances, we need to stop a little bit with istighfar. Because istighfar is great dhikr. Dua as well. Dua is gathering all the benefits of dhikr and of ibadah. And as the Prophet said, Al-Dua huwa ibadah. So istighfar is seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the question, is it better to do tasbih or istighfar? Many times, is it better to do tasbih or istighfar? Shaykh Islam Nutaymiyyah has saying that means that if you have clean clothes, 
you would add like fragrance or something to add. This is like tasbih. He said, but if they are dirty, then it is better to wash them and clean them first. It gives us roughly the answer. So uh, sometimes tasbih is better and sometimes istighfar is better and the best to do both of them. Imam Ghazali said, istighfar bil-lisan aydan hasana. Doing istighfar just by the tongue is good. He said, إذ حركة اللسان بها عن غفلة خير من حركة اللسان في تلك الساعة بغيبة مسلم أو فضول كلام. He said even if you are not focusing, your tongue is saying استغفرالله استغفرالله استغفرالله. But you are not focusing because we said the best is to have the heart focusing with what you say. When you say استغفرالله, you understand that you are saying Oh Allah forgive me. It's the meaning of استغفرالله. I'm seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so with any remembrances. Imam al-Ghazali said, even if you are headless and you say astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah by the tongue only, he said, better than being in this stage of headlessness and you find yourself, for example, backbiting someone or talking haram thing. So he is talking about the less. And here at least you gain some reward. Even if it's not uh, as big as the reward when you know what you are saying, but it's much better than the other case if you backbite or you speak just something else. He said, بَلْ هُوَ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ السُّكُوتِ He said, it's even better than keeping silent. Even if you don't do something wrong or sin, just doing istighfar without understanding, without tadabbur, is better than nothing. So, Istighfar is better than nothing. And nothing is better than sins, غيبة, or other sins. فيظهر فضله بالإضافة إلى السكوت عنه وإنما يكون نقصانا بالإضافة إلى عمل القلب. He said it's better than keeping silent and it shows that it's obvious that if the person like focus and understand and ponder upon remembrances is the best. But if he cannot, it's better than keeping silent. And keeping silent is better than غَيْبَ النَّمِيمَ We said the topic of dhikr and uh, this field is very big because scholars, they wrote books. We said the books of Ibn al-Qayyim are very good in this uh, topic. And inshallah, we continue with what the author said. He said, وفي حديث عبد العزيز بن أبي رواد مرسلا عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن هذه القلوب تصدأ كما يصدأ الحديد قيل فما جلاؤها يا رسول الله قال تلاوة كتاب الله وكثرة ذكره هذا حديث إن الحديث عبد العزيز بن أبي رواد مرسلا مرسلا وهذا بفور حديث مرسل as Imam al-Bayquni said, وَمُرْسَلٌ مِنْهُ الصَّحَابِيُّ سَقَطْ If we have hadith in the tabi'i, the follower, straight he says, the Prophet said, here we have someone missing from the chain. The tabi'i, if he met the Prophet and heard him, he would have been become a companion. So if there is uh, someone missing, it's called mursal. This mursal, if we are sure, that the missing person is companion. Then 
we check the rest of uh, narration, the chain. If the rest of the chain is good, then it is good. Because the rules say, all Sahaba are Udul. Sahaba, Udul, trustworthy. If we have any companion saying Hadith, we believe him. So if we make sure, Tabi'i, he says, one of the companions told me that the Prophet said, we check from the Tabi'i to the other side, but companion the Prophet, we are sure. But why the scholars of Hadith say Mursal is weak? Because maybe Tabi'i took it from another Tabi'i. And this Tabi'i, we are not sure. We don't know. We need to know his name, and we need to know what the scholars of Jarh and Ta'deel said about this uh, narrator. This hadith, if we follow the rules of hadith, it's weak, but the meaning is 100% inshallah uh, right. The Prophet said, this heart rusts like the iron rust. So people, they said, what's the remedy? What shall we do to remove this rust from our hearts? He said, uh, reciting Quran, reciting the book of Allah and doing remembrances too much. And we said that the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of remembrances. It has all the remedies. If we ponder and understand what we are reciting, it's better than anything else. When we have any problem, Quran is the solution. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطَمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطَمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Those who believe and their hearts find rest in the remembrance of Allah. Indeed, in the remembrance of Allah, the hearts find rest and tranquility. Inshallah, we stop here with this topic of remembrance because as we said, it's very deep and very long and maybe one day inshallah we will have just book just about adhkar and rules of adhkar then the author said wa minha minha and from the remedies here when he says from it means he is giving us another remedy wa minha ihsanun ila al-yatama wal masakin another uh, thing that removes qaswat al-qalb removes hardness from the heart is to help the orphans and the needy people support them, different kinds of support as we will have. He said, Rawa ibn Abi Dunya, Haddathana Ali ibn al-Jad, Haddathani Hamad ibn Salama, and Abi Imran al-Juni, and Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu, and a rajul and shaka ila rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qaswa ta qalbi, faqal, in ahbabta and yalina qalbuk, femsah salyatim, wa ataimil masakin, isnaduhu jayid, he said, he narrated hadith that Imam Ibn Abi Dunya narrated and he gave us the chain of narrators to the Prophet Someone, Abu Huraira said, a man came to the Prophet and he told him, I have problem, I have issue, I have hardness in my heart. The thing we will see that sometimes the Prophet is having the same question. Someone tell him, I have hardness in my heart. He give him, uh, solution is with orphans. To someone else, another answer. What's, this is called Jawab al-Hakim. The Prophet when he sees the person, he gives him the right answer for him. And sometimes he adds more information. 
Not only what you want to know. He gives him more information. And sometimes the same problem, the same illness have a lot of remedies. The Prophet ﷺ with his wisdom, he knows what is best to this person. And it's what the scholars learn from the Prophet ﷺ. Sometimes you hear the same question, different answers. Different answers. Same question, different answers. We find it in a lot of scholars. Uh, just as an example, I remember once a scholar, a man, you can see that he is practicing. He asked him, he said, I have anxiety. The, that scholar, he told him, do you practice sport? Like everyone was, we expected to recite Quran. He told him, he said no. He told him, try to do some training, do something. Inshallah, with time, you will feel better. Because he saw that, he thought that this person already like praying jama'ah, we think that he recites Quran. So maybe he didn't think about something different. It's the, the Prophet ﷺ, someone he tell him I have illness in the heart, and the Prophet ﷺ knows a lot of people. So he, he knows maybe this person is praying, Masha'Allah. He's not going to tell him, pray. Because he knows he already looking after his prayer. But man, he came to the Prophet ﷺ, told him, Give me advice. The Prophet ﷺ told him, لا تغضب. So the Prophet ﷺ, when people come and ask for advices, he doesn't give everyone the same advice. He gives them depending on the situation and circumstances of the person. So this man, when he asked the Prophet ﷺ about the remedy to hardness of the heart, the Prophet ﷺ said, do you want to have softness in your heart and this is attracting the att attention he could have told him straight the answer he had to make him more attentive and he wants more the information tell him do you want your heart to become soft he said wipe on the head of the orphan and feed masakin the needy people here the scholars say the prophet when he told him wipe the head of the orphan it's more than just supporting. Because as we said it many times, sometimes the orphan, they don't need only food. They don't need only money. They need affection. Because they don't have one of the parents or both of them. So what they need, they need care. And they need to feel looked after. And they need to f see people around them. So the thing is more than just Supporting by money. Even if supporting by money is great. The Prophet said, Me and the one who support and look after an orphan are like the two. He put his two fingers together. It means we are nearly same. Even if it's very far and very hard to be like the Prophet But the Prophet gave us shortcuts. Small actions with big rewards. So supporting and helping an orphan is something that every one of us need to think about it. Sometimes you can do just small amount, small amount of money and support, for example, weekly, monthly to support an orphan. It is very big reward and you do it and forget it. Start this project in your life. Do as and think in your head 
like my wage is 50, 100 pounds less. And forget about it. And inshallah, in the day of judgment, you will find it. And the best, if you can be closer, not only sending money, sending money, supporting financially, giving food, and the rest is mashallah. It's great act of worship and great reward. But if you can visit and show that someone is there for this orphan, it's even better and greater in the rewards, inshallah. And he said, And feed the needy people. Here the Prophet ﷺ, when he said feed, doesn't mean only feed. Because these things change from place to another place. Change from area to the, another area. Maybe somewhere people have food. Their problem is not food. Maybe they need something else. Maybe they need uh, money. Maybe they need support for rent. Maybe they need clothes. So feed the, the needy people because mainly in the time of the Prophet, the needy people, they struggle even to have food. But if you find this category who struggle with food, it's great a door of rewards. And if the people struggling with something else, then it will be very good to support the needy people. Then the author said, وَهَذَا كَأَنَّهُ غَيْرُ مَحْفُوظٌ عَنْ حَمَّادٍ وَرَوَاهُ الْجُوزْجَانِي حَدَّثَنَا مُحَمَّدُ بْنَ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ الرُّقَاشِي حَدَّثَنَا جَعْفَرْ حَدَّثَنَا أَبُوْ عِمْرَانَ الْجُونِي مُرْسَلَ وَهُوَ أَشْبَهُ وَجَعْفَرُ أَحْفَظُ لِحَدِيثِ أَبِي عِمْرَانَ مِنْ حَمَّادِ بْنِ سَلَمَ Here the author, he started uh, like criticizing the chain and he said one of the chains is uh, Mursal. He said the best narration he has is Mursal and the rest of the chains about this previous narration is Mustarib. It is topic of Ilm al-Hadith. Inshallah we don't get more with uh, these topics of Hadith. وَرَوَى أَبُ نُعَيْنْ مِنْ طَرِيقِ عَبْدِ الرَّزَّاقِ عَنْ مَعْمَرْ عَنْ صَاحِبِ اللَّهِ أن أبا الدرداء كتب إلى سلمان ارحم اليتيم وأدنه منك وأطعمه من طعامك فإني سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وأتاه رجل يشتكي قساوة قلبه فقال أتحب أن يلين قلبك فقال له نعم فقال أدن اليتيم منك وامسح رأسه وأطعمه من طعامك فإن ذلك يلين قلبك وتقدر على حاجتك إمام أبو نعيم he narrated from with his uh, chain of narrators he said Abu Darda one of the great companions may Allah be pleased with all of them he wrote to Salman and this is Sunnah that the companions they need they used to like write to each other letters reminders uh, to preach each other give advices to each other maybe in our time if you catch friend and you tell him uh, pray uh, we don't see you in this. Uh, this is a door of rewards. Maybe you can. Maybe you will say, "What do you think? You think I'm sinner or something?" But in that time, they had husniyah, husniyah, and they didn't used to have suadhan. He sent him advice. The other, he will be very happy to hear hadith and learn something that the Prophet ﷺ said. He said in his message and in his letter and advice to his brother Salman he said be merciful with the orphan and make him closer to you and feed him from your food 
make him closer to you. Some scholars say, if you can't move near to the orphan, be his neighbor, or bring him near to you, so you can't visit him very often, and make him eat from your food. Not you have uh, five stars food, and you send him uh, another food. And this is one of the highest levels of Ihsan, is to give the needy people or the orphans from what we eat. If I eat uh, meat, I give him meat. I have just bread and water, I give him bread and water. Not I have meat and give him bread and water. Even if the needy people, whatever you give, is welcome. But the highest level is to feed them from what you feed. It's why Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah, he used to fast and break the fast with needy people. He brings them home. Whatever he has home, they eat together. He doesn't send them something and eat something best, even if giving in charity is all good. But here in the advice, the Abu Darda wants the best for his brother Salman. He's telling him the best thing to do. He said, I heard the Prophet when a person came and asked him and complaining from hardness of the heart, the Prophet told him, do you want your heart to be soft? The man told him, yes. He said, get closer to the orphan. It means go to him or make him close to you. And wipe his head. It means go to him and touch him and show him affection. And feed him from your food. Because this will make your heart soft. And he added something else. It means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make your things easy. You will have problems. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make them easy for you. If you need something, Allah will make it easy for you. قال أبو نعيم ورواه ابن جابر والمطعم ابن المقدام عن محمد بن واسع أن أبا الدرداء كتب إلى سلمان مثله. And he narrated the same hadith from another narration. ونقل أبو طالب أن رجلا سأل أبا عبد الله يعني أحمد بن حنبل فقال له كيف يرق قلبي أو يرق قلبي قال ادخل المقبرة وامسح رأس اليتيم. A man came to Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal, famous scholar, one of the four Imams followed and famous in fiqh. And Imam Ahmed wasn't only scholar in fiqh, he was great Imam of Hadith and he has Musnad, which is very huge uh, book of Hadith. And he is scholar in Zuhd, scholar in fiqh, scholar in aqeedah, he is scholar in many fields. May Allah bless him, bless the four Imams and all the scholars of, of Islam. This man came to Imam Ahmed. These people, in the time of the Prophet, they went to the Prophet ﷺ telling him, I have problem in my heart, I want to fix it. After the death of the Prophet ﷺ, we have the solution. If the Prophet ﷺ is not between us, Quran and Sunnah is between us. And the people who understand Quran and Sunnah are alive. So we go to the scholars. So this man went straight to a scholar and asked him, he said, how can I find softness in my heart? So he's complaining from hardness of the heart. Imam Ahmed told him, go visit the graves, visit the cemetery, 
and wipe the head of the orphan. So these actions, the Imam Ahmed didn't bring them from his mind or from his head. He got them with reading and learning Sunnah. So he gave him advice that these two actions are a way and a remedy from hardness of the heart. We stop here, inshallah, and the next week we continue with this blessed book. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to soften our hearts. We seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from hardness of the heart. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts and make us from the followers of sunnah inwardly and outwardly. Rabbana zidna ilma wa anfa'na bima allamtana waj'alna min alladhina yastami'oon al-qawla fayattabi'oon ahsana ulaika alladhina hadallah wa ulaika humwa rashidun Rabbana aati nufusana taqwaha wa zakiha anta khayru man zakaha anta waliyuha wa mawlaha wa akhru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi